Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What would it mean to you to be the first receiver? There's so many top receivers in this class to be the number one guy. Man, I, I said it yesterday to Jerry, like, it's, it's a lot of great receivers in this class, and like to say that we are the headlines of this receiver group, man, it's a huge honor, and I am. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Let's do it, let's do it, let's get to it. What's going on, y'all? Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. Thank you for joining us. I'm your host, John June, at JRFootballNerd on Twitter and Instagram. You could also follow the show at FF Diagnostics on Twitter and Instagram. Guys, Dynasty rookie season is officially here, y'all. Let's get to it, man. The combine concluded not too long ago. We got free agency coming up in just a short amount of time. This landscape is about to become very clear to us. We're about to know where some of these rookies may be landing. Uh, Last week, we broke down the top five quarterbacks uh, and the top five rookie running backs. And guys, these are just pre-NFL draft rankings. I'm going to update these again once the NFL draft is complete and we know where these guys, what kind of situations these guys land in, what team they land in. Um, you know, for the especially for today, we're dealing with the pass catchers, receivers, and tight ends. So, you know, their quarterback situations may shuffle this board around a little bit. But for the most part, this is the rankings as I have them right now, pre-NFL draft. Um, regardless of the situation that these players end up with, just how I how I view them as players, right? So, without much further ado, let's just jump right into it, man. And we're gonna start with the wide receiver position. And wide receiver one for me, this wide receiver class is a pick your pick your flavor, and it really starts at the top with C.D. Lamb out of Oklahoma and Jerry Judah out of Alabama. But the wide receiver one for me is going to be C.D. Lamb out of Oklahoma, man. I don't watch a ton of college football, but I do watch uh, players, and Lamb is someone who's always caught my eye regardless of the quarterback throwing him the ball. He had Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts each of the last three years. Um, but that never deterred him from making plays. He was just always balling. Uh, this guy has good size at 6'2", 198 pounds. He has good speed at 4'5", flat in the 40. But he is a damn good wide receiver, y'all. He has good ha- uh, good hands. And he's also able to high point passes. He has elite body control, which is needed to be a successful NFL wide receiver. If you watch the guys like Julio Jones or, or A.J. Green, um, these guys have elite level body control, um, and it doesn't. That helps them, allows them to be able to high point passes, but also get their feet in bounds, be a threat in the red zone. Um, but the, where this guy does it for me, man, is after the catch, um, and you know he was on display in the combine, uh, just running running through wide receiver drills. Everything just looked effortless to him, and it was just mesmerizing for me to watch. 
Uh, but like I said before, him after the catch, that's where he's at his best. He's so good and he's so good with the ball in his hands, and he's able to make people miss. And he could take any pass to the house. Uh, Lamb is expected to go in the first round, and I think wherever he ends up, he'll have success. So um, there's already talks about him ending up with potentially Arizona, if Arizona could you know pick up a tackle in free agency, and then they could be able to get a guy like C.D. Lamb, pair him with Kyler Murray, who is his quarterback in college. Um, you know, the Cardinals pick eight, so this is definitely possible. Um, you know, so C.D. Lamb in Arizona, that would be a scary sight to see. Wide receiver two for me, that's going to be Jerry Judy out of Alabama. And he's another smooth athlete. He has decent size at 6'2", 193 pounds. He, he's good speed. He ran 4.45 at the combine. Um, and Judy, he may not have tested through the roof athletically, um, but this guy, he's an extremely crafty route runner, even for someone coming right out of college. And he has a variety of leases in the bag. He's not as sudden to me as a C.D. Lamb or Henry Ruggs, but he's he's and he's maybe not as good in contested catch area as C.D. Lamb, but this man can get open at almost will, and he should go in the first round of the NFL draft, probably in the top 15, and I don't think you could go wrong with a player like Judy in the top of a dynasty rookie draft. Now, wide receiver three is going to be probably where I'm, I might differ from the field. And I mean, I think, I think majority of analysts out there are probably going to differ, um, you know, once we get to the three spot. For me, wide receiver three is going to be Justin Jefferson, the wide receiver out of, surprise, surprise, the national championship, LSU Tigers. Um, Jefferson put on a show at the NFL Combine. He's known as a crafty route runner who can get open at different areas of the field. Um, Daniel Jeremiah even compared him to Keenan Allen at one point during the combine coverage. Um, but the questions people had were, were really, how fast is Justin Jefferson? And I think Jefferson answered those questions running a 4-4-3 in the 40-yard dash, which is much faster than uh, people expected. He also had a 37.5-inch vert, and he has good size at 6'2", 202 pounds. And like I said before, Daniel Jeremiah compared him to like a Keenan Allen for how he's able to get so open. But Keenan Allen ran a 4-7 at his pro day. So uh, Jefferson has the, has the edge there with the speed. So that just shows you that there could be potentially more upside here with a, with a guy like Justin Jefferson. Uh, Justin Jefferson also had a really good, uh, really good day on the field. And he showed really good movement skills and the ability to catch the ball very cleanly. His workout probably locked him a spot in the first round. And I really like his potential and what he could do at the NFL level. Um, you know, so you do get, the only thing is you do get a little bit nervous with a guy like Justin Jefferson, um, you know, having played on a national championship team with a guy like Joe Burrow as his quarterback, who's going to be the number one overall pick with a guy like Clyde Edwards Hilaire in the backfield, um, with a guy like Joe Brady, who, you know, had pedigree as an offensive play caller or, or assistant coach with the Saints, but worked as the offensive play caller for the national champion LSU Tigers, and now is going to be the offensive coordinator for the Matt Rule head, Matt Rule led Carolina Panthers. Um, so, you know that maybe that makes you a little bit nervous, but that he can't—he's coming from such a talented team, and we've you know we've kind of seen that before. 
But I think Jefferson is the real deal. Just watching him go through his drills, uh, to me, he looked just as impressive almost as C.D. Lamb. So uh, Jefferson, I, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna target him in the definitely in the the mid to late first rounds of of rookie drafts. Uh, wide receiver four for me is gonna be Henry Ruggs, the wide receiver out of Alabama. And there's talk that this guy could potentially be the number one receiver off the board, depending on which which team takes a receiver first. Uh, Ruggs didn't have particularly great college production as he played with two other really good wide receivers in Jerry Judy and Devontae Smith, who's still uh, at Alabama. But Ruggs has speed to burn, man. He's he's at 5'11", 188 pounds, and he ran 4.27 at the NFL Combine, which is five hundredths of a second. Off of the NFL record 4-2-2 previous or held by currently held by John Ross, Ruggs unfortunately got injured on his second 40 attempt, so we didn't get to see him go through the wide receiver drills. But prior to getting prior to getting injured running the 40, uh, he showed his explosiveness by jumping 42 inches in the vert and having an almost 11 foot broad jump. So again, Ruggs is an explosive athlete, and that shows up on his film. What I love about Ruggs is that typically some guys that are fast, some guys that are fast, um, that speed for one reason or another doesn't translate to the NFL field or to the football field. And I like to refer to those guys as fast guys that just happen to play football. But Ruggs is a football player that just happens to be fast. He can run routes, he has a history of returning kicks, and he's dynamic in space, even showing some toughness after the catch, willing to, to run through contact. And oh, by the way, he can score on any given play with a neck with his neck breaking speed. And I have Ruggs slightly behind Justin Jefferson right now, just because with with Ruggs it'll have to be a fit, and what he brings to a team uh, could potentially be more valuable than what shows up in the actual box score or what shows up on your actual uh, obviously in fantasy point production. Um, but this guy is. Tyreek Hill or Hollywood Brown, he has that kind of potential. And so if he ends up with a creative offense, creative offensive mind with a, a you know a good quarterback that's able to not just take advantage of his deep speed, uh, but be able to work to use his speed in the intermediate levels of the field, uh, I think Ruggs could be he could he could be a star, man. It's just really it's gonna be about the fit. Uh, now, wide receiver five for me, that's going to be Brandon Ayuk, the wide receiver out of Arizona State University. Ayuk is my wide receiver five. He stands at 6'1", 205 pounds, and he has good size and good build. He also measured in with an 80-inch wingspan, and he jumped 40 inches in the vert to go along with his 4.5 speed. So that combines for a very good, a uh, very wide catch radius for Ayuk. He's so physical with the ball in his hands, and everyone's been talking about finding the next Devo Samuel, and I think Ayuk has that potential. He has experience in college as a kickoff returner, and that ability, uh, that vision, that usually translates well to the NFL. Uh, Ayuk is expected to go in the second round of a very deep wide receiver class, and I love what Ayuk has put on film. He's a player that should be productive regardless of where he ends up. Um, as you saw with you know with a guy like Debo Samuel last year, if he uh, he ended up with Kyle Shanahan, who was willing to not just use Debo Samuel as a receiver, you know, running slants, uh, running deep routes, 
lining up in the slot, but he also used um, Devo Samuel as a rusher. And I think that Ayuk having that kind of potential, um, I, th- I think if he ends up with an offensive mind who's willing to do these kinds of things, then I think Ayuk would be in a very, very good situation, very similarly to what Devo Samuel did. All right, so that was it for the wide receivers. Now we're going to move on to the tight ends. And I just want to preface this tight end ranking by saying a couple things about the tight end position, especially in Dynasty. Um, The tight end position is always one of the toughest positions to reap immediate benefits from in in fantasy football. Um, You'll hear it often. Rookie tight ends, not much is really expected from them. Uh, When they do produce, they're the outlier. They're not the rule to... They're not the rules, so um, the one what I look what I like to look for for um, tight ends is athleticism. Uh, first off, because uh, I think that obviously being a good athlete that will lead way to you know you making plays on a football field. Uh, whether it's you know maybe you're a you know a freak athlete like George Kittle, you run four or five. You know, you jump 37 inches in the vert, um, things like that. And all you really need is an opportunity at that point. Or maybe you just have freakish size like a Rob Gronkowski at 6'6", like 260 with an 84-inch wingspan. Um, You know, maybe you have a a ton of college production um, and you're able to get open almost at will like like a Zach Ertz, right? So there's different kinds of of tight ends and, and... you know, looking for them uh, becomes a challenge because obviously there's other things that go into their them eventually becoming successful. But one of the biggest things I look for for tight ends, uh, and this is what led me to, to finding a George Kittle, uh, even though he was a, a you know a barely known fifth round pick out of the University of Iowa, is I look for guys that are blockers. I like I look for guys that have an, a that not just blocked in college. Um, but have the potential to, to block in the NFL, because the reasons a lot of tight end the reason a lot of tight ends don't end up playing in year one is because they don't know how to block or they the offense can't trust them to block. So um, you know that leads to them maybe not being on the field, and you know like you might see with a guy like and like with guys that you know maybe like a like an Irv Smith last year. You know, you're really looking to him in a game that you know the Vikings are going to score a ton of points because he's not really a blocker, and that's not what he's going to be asked to do primarily. So um, blocking gets the tight end on the field, which then leads to them being in in position to perform um, on just on every down and in every situation because the team can count on them whether it's run or pass, right? So... I think that's a huge thing. So you're going to hear me talk about guys' ability to block, and you'll probably be like, John, why are we talking about this dude's blocking? Like, that doesn't get me fantasy points. But that gets him on the field, which then gets you fantasy points, right? Um, So leading off, tight end one for me is going to be Cole Komet out of Notre Dame. He's a big target at 6'6", 262. He also has very good athleticism, which was on display at the NFL Combine. When he ran 4.7 in the 40, he had a 37-inch vert. Uh, he had a 10.3 in the broad jump. Those numbers put him on par with Travis Kelsey and the recently retired Rob Gronkowski, who Komet gets comp to often. 
Komet is your traditional Y tight end, which basically means he is a tra- he is a traditional tight end in the mold of Gronk, Kelsey, Kittle. That is opposed to it as this is opposed to an H or move tight end, which basically operates like a big slot receiver. Guys like Evan Ingram, who may be a bit smaller and aren't considered very good blockers. A Y is asked to help not just in the pass game, but also in the run game. These guys are valuable regardless of the game script. They should be on the field, right? Like I previously mentioned. Now, the tight end position is is a hard position to play as a rookie, so don't expect much from these guys in year one, but Komet is probably... Komet probably has the best chance to get on the field because of his ability as a blocker and a receiver. Tight end two for me is going to be Harrison Bryant out of Florida Atlantic University. Again, Harrison profiles as a Y, but he may need the full year to develop into his body as he's a bit light for his frame. Stands at 6'5", 243 pounds, and he has good speed at 4.73 in the 40. His jumps were okay, nothing spectacular, 32 and a half inch vert, just over nine foot in the bar, in the broad jump. But he does have good technique as a blocker to go along with a competitive spirit. So at least you know he's willing, which is what you want to see from a tight end, especially a young one. Bryant poses a threat as a receiver in the pass game and has a good feel for running routes to all different levels of the field. So again, with Harrison Bryant, he's a willing blocker. Uh, he has good technique. He's just a little light in the pants. Uh, once he gets into an NFL program and he's able to you know, put some weight on and still be able to, to maintain his speed and athleticism, then he'll be able to continue to, uh, you know, to make plays and, and you know, get more playing time. So maybe he's a guy that uh, doesn't play right away in year one, but he's someone that you can look to in year two. Uh, as a breakout candidate, um, obviously, if it's a dynasty league, you're gonna, you're gonna hold him. But uh, he has potential to break out in year two, especially depending on the landing spot, right? So again, we don't know these guys' landing spots, but you know that'll definitely play a role. Um, tight end three for me is gonna be Adam Troutman out of Dayton. Dayton is an FCS school or or one AA program. Uh, he's an intriguing small school product. He was stands at 6'5", 255 pounds. I've actually had eyes on this guy since the Senior Bowl. I thought he showed pretty well there, uh, considering, again, he's from a small school. So, you know, level of competition was going to be a question. But he added uh, to the good performance at the Senior Bowl with a pretty good performance at the NFL Combine. He ran 4'8 in the 40. Uh, 34 and a half inches in the vert, and he ran a very impressive 6.78 in the three cone, which is a that's a really really good time for a guy that's at six that stands 6'5", 255 pounds, and he um, he's a really good receiver, but he definitely has some work to do as a blocker. He's expected to take some time to develop, as he's come from a smaller school and he has to adjust to the level of competition that is the NFL. But I like his prospects to develop into a good NFL tight end within the next two to three years. Uh, again, this guy, you know, he's been linked to the Patriots and other tight end needy teams. So, um, you know, if he were to end up in a situation like that, obviously you would get a static. But, you know, this guy's a really good athlete at 6'5", 255. He's a former high school quarterback. Uh, actually ran the Wildcat offense for, for Dayton a little bit. Um 
you know, and that's that, again that three cone time, that six seven eight. Like you had corners that were running slower times than that. You know, this is that's a drill that shows you know your agility, how how quickly uh, you can pick up and put down your feet. Uh, you know, turn sharp angles, and so a six five two fifty five man. That's that's a really good time. So tight end four for me is going to be Bryce Hopkins. Bryce Hopkins comes from the University of Purdue. Um, he's tight end four for me again. Like I said, he ran a four six six in the forty, which is a which is a great time for him. He stands at six four two forty five. Uh, he's more of like he more profiles as an H, um, just based on what he was asked to do in college. Uh, he was flexed out a lot and used primarily as a receiver. But he has the size and he has the willingness to develop into a good blocker at the position. He might take some time to develop, but if he can learn how to consistently block, then he can make an impact for whichever team drafts him down the line. And Bryce Hopkins, his dad was a was an offensive lineman for the Tennessee Titans a while ago, uh, many years ago. So, uh, you know, the, he's maybe he can learn how to block from his dad. He's already got the receiving skills down. We already see the athleticism with the 466 at 245, 6'4, 245. So I like this guy's prospects moving forward. Um, but he would, you know, again, he's tight end four for me. So, um, you know, at this point, you're kind of, you know, grasping at straws here because this tight end class is not very deep to begin with. Um, but. I would I wouldn't mind taking a chance on a guy like this. Now, tight end five is Dalton Keene, and he, this guy comes from Virginia Tech, and he basically earned my tight end five at the NFL Combine. I had no idea who this guy was, but he just continued to stand out for me at the tight end drills. Uh, it started with the forty yard dash. Is he he was six four two fifty three, and he ran a four seven one. He also jumped 34 inches in the vert, and he had a 10 and a half foot, or he had a 10 foot, five inch broad jump. Uh, he also ran 7:07 in the three cone, which is these are all again good times, good jumps for him. Uh, the thing that intrigues me about him is that he was more of a jack of all trades at the universe at, uh, at Virginia Tech. He was used as a tight end. He was used as a fullback. He was used as an H back. They even played him in the slot. And he's a very competitive blocker, but he's also a capable receiver, which he showed during the drills at the combine. I always like guys that can block because that's the easiest way to get on the field. And after that, the athleticism should take over as a receiver. The round in the team that he's drafted to will speak to any potential impact he can make down the line. But as of now, I definitely like his prospects. Again, this guy was asked to do a lot of everything. He even he he ran he ran the ball. He blocked. He caught the ball. Um, this guy was asked to do a lot of a lot of different things, and so uh, guys like that, when you stick them at the tight end position, you know, creative offensive minds, they're going to find ways to use them. They're going to find ways to to uh, have this guy make an impact, whether it's with the ball or without it. So, you know, six four two fifty three, I take my chances on a guy like this. But you know, like I said, we'll see where he's drafted to, which team he's drafted to. And uh, how that how that works out. Well, that's all we got for today in terms of the Dynasty Rookie Rankings. Um, next week, we're going to do a free agency show. Obviously, free agency has, at this point, has already happened. So we got to break down everything that happens, including this crazy DeAndre Hopkins trade, 
to the Arizona Cardinals. You know, David Johnson, uh, part of that trade going back to the Texans. Tom Brady not signing with New England. Like, guys, this is crazy. So, going to break all this stuff down. Going to get back into it um, next week. And also going to bring ahead, uh, bring forward those those IDPs for you guys, those top five IDPs. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. If you haven't already you know, reviewed the show, go ahead and do that. Show us some love. We appreciate you guys every single day for every single week for being with us. Um, get back to three times a week, obviously, in season. But for this time right now, uh, obviously, dynasty season and everything that's going on. So be on the lookout for us because we'll still be here, guys. All right. And we are out.